Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite TV shows. We are an inclusive recap show. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. I'm in the team, a.k.a. Watch the League. I'm here, my boy, Jazz. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 so long, nerds. This is your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and welcome to today's special wrestling episode of Salam Nerds. I'm your host, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I am going to introduce, hailing from Houston, Texas, the man, Icon. The legend, DJ Jazz. <laughs> it's the man, the myth, the legend. What did I say? I don't even know. The man icon. Oh, yeah, icon's better. That's, a, that's more of a wrestling thing. The man, the myth, the legend is a Rick Flair thing. You can't, you can't copy him. You got to come out with your own. Mm. But listen, you're not the only one. Today, we have a triple threat match. Do you know what that means? <laughs> Jazz has no idea what it means. <laughs> Jazz, Jazz has no idea. <laughs> All right, listen. He is from New York. You have seen him do poetry. You have seen him with takes on TikTok. You have seen him with takes on Instagram. He is also a legend in his own right. Welcome, Nub the Poet. Thank you. That was amazing. I have, you have no idea. I've always wanted a wrestling intro, and I will take this uh, as the first step to getting like a proper one. This is, this is great. Um, I know. I got to practice my like Harvey, like who's the guy, Henry Finkel? <laughs> I think he was one of the announcers. Howard Finkel. Howard yeah. Finkel, that's the guy. Oh my God, he used to love it. Uh, and like, who was the other one? There was another one he used to do announcement. It was the road dog, Jesse James. He was like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D Generation X proudly presents you. <laughs> I remember that back in the day. I used to love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh man, this is going to be a fun episode because I have not gotten a chance to talk about wrestling for a while. The last time we talked about wrestling was when I think you came on the show and we were just happened to randomly start talking about wrestling. The episode was about Hassan Minaj and it just like the conversation just like fled into wrestling somehow, uh, which I think is all your fault because <laughs> I haven't talked about wrestling in years. I was a wrestling fanatic from like the 80s to the 90s and then around 2002 
Mm. I stopped watching wrestling uh, because I was in college. Electrical engineering was way too hard. I couldn't keep up. Uh, so I had to give up wrestling. And then I just couldn't get back into it. I really wanted to, but I couldn't get back into it. There were so many new characters and so many storylines that I just wasn't aware of. It's like watching a soap opera from the middle and you don't know anything that happens before. Uh, but no, you've been you've been watching it for a while, right? Yeah, I, uh, I I do want to say first, you sound like a like a lot of MCU fans. Like, oh, now there's all I have to catch up on. You I know? do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been watching this uh, since I was seven years old. Um, I probably stopped watching for a bit in like high school, early college. Um, but my older brother, we're both huge fans, and he never stopped watching. And he would always say wrestlers like catchphrases and stuff and i was just like what are you talking about like it was annoying as someone who kind of distanced himself from it and then i just got back into it i don't even remember what the reason was i just jumped back in and i realized it's something i've always loved but you know you start to think like oh this isn't cool and you're like a teenager trying to be whatever so <laughs> um but ever since then like ever since like 2006 yeah i've just non-stop been a huge fan um, I was even like, oh, what do I wear for the show? And I was like, I have a CM Punk hoodie. Why would yeah, I not nice. wear that? Nice. Love that. I love that. Uh, Jazz, what, do you have any background in wrestling? Do you know anything about professional wrestling? So I used to watch WWF back then. Yeah. Now it's WWE. I used to watch SmackDown every Thursday. Um, Never really got into Raw because Monday nights were bad for me when I was younger. But uh, this was like the, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, the Rock was there. One wrestler I really remember was like Chris Jericho. He was like some two-belt champion way back then. Like, that was the era I watched wrestling. Um, recently, I, you know, I'll, like uh, later this month, uh, Royal Rumble's happening. And my friends and I can do a barbecue. I'm just going to watch that. But like, I haven't really kept up with it ever since. Nice, nice. So for me, this movie, uh, The Iron Claw, was amazing. Because this was when I was watching wrestling, right? Like the late 80s and the early 90s. Like I remember some of the stuff that happened live. Like it was it was jarring to see almost. Uh, <laughs> there is... There was one scene in this movie where you see Carrie Von Erich, uh, a.k.a. the Texas Tornado in WWF back in the day, and he has a SummerSlam match with Mr. Perfect. I remember watching that match. Like, it's so weird to me to see that same exact match played in the movie and it'd be part of the storyline. And I'm just like, whoa, man, I was there for this. Like, I wasn't physically there, but I was like there. I was like... I knew about this person in that time, and it's wild to me. They're writing the history books, and you experienced it, and they correct it when they're wrong. <laughs> this didn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of things that 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 this movie kind of changed, right? I think uh, one of the biggest things that this movie changed is they left out a brother, uh, Chris uh, Von Erich was also a brother who tragically died from suicide and they completely wrote him out and you know it, it's it sucks because i feel like he should have been in the movie but i also understand why pacing would be an issue because even with all the brothers i feel like it was just one tragedy after another after another and it kind of was felt rushed it didn't give every single brother's tragedy to breathe and I feel like if they added another brother, 
it would have been the, the same thing. Uh, it wouldn't have been, it would have been even less time for them to breathe. So I understand the idea of it being a pacing issue, but I also like, I don't care. I, I feel like he should have been in there because uh, his story is, is, is also really sad and we'll probably get into it while we're, while we're uh, talking about this. Um, but no, what, what are your thoughts about them leaving out one of the brothers? Yeah, I think I share similar sentiments in the sense of uh, it's unfortunate, but I also get why. Um, especially like I have a similar view on the movie itself. I, I think it's it's really well made. The performances are really strong for the most part. Um, but the it it felt kind of more like a like a biopic or a, a documentary because it was just like like you said like the the events of the the downfalls or the tragedies of the family just were like one after the other and it was just like scene after scene after scene where it kind of was like there wasn't really a overall like narrative to the movie you know so it was like so i could totally understand that having another brother and trying to tell another story and what was already like just a lot of kind of there was messiness it it was well made and well done but there was there was some messiness in my opinion um so yeah i mean it's unfortunately just part of making a movie is you do have to leave some things out and uh yeah so it's not good i don't like it overall but i also get it especially as someone who creates kind of like videos myself as a video production person myself so yeah i I, actually that's a good point because i'll make tiktoks and i'd be like i really want this point to come across but then i'm like this is feeling a little long-winded i need to probably cut this out and i totally get what you mean by that um so this movie is about the von eric curse so everyone knows about like the von eric curse uh who's like been a wrestling fan a lot of tragedy befalls this family but not just the family even people like involved with the family like if you watch some of like the old WCCW stuff. They were wrestlers called uh, the uh, what's his name? I forgot his name, but uh, there was Gino Hernandez and Bruiser Brody. Those were two wrestlers yep. who also died in the WCCW, and they were also closely related to the Von Erics, not by blood, but at least like they were like very close with them in terms of like business wise. Uh, a lot of stuff happened, and it was like people were like, anytime anything bad happens, people were like, it's the Von Eric curse to the point where like they actually even once tried to lean into it and people did not like that. Uh, I, there was a storyline where they pretended that the father had a heart attack right after I think Carrie died or no, oh. I think right after Mike died, they tried to do the storyline. Like the father had a heart attack in the ring and that did not go well at all. Cause it was like, yo, you're, you're trying to capitalize on your own tragedies. It's kind of, it didn't sit right with a lot of people. And that was, that started a downfall at WCCW and it was probably going nowhere. And then what happened is they sold it to NWA. They sold it to a bunch of other people. So what a lot of people don't know is that wrestling, give you a little bit of background. Now we have WWF, WWE. It's like this big, huge monopoly of wrestling. But wrestling wasn't like that. It was in territories back in the day. So we had like AWA, we had NWA, we had WCCW, we had WWF, and then we had the Polynesian wrestling down in Hawaii, which um, 
people know the Polynesian one mostly from uh, Chief Mayavia, who is the grandfather of Rocky Mayavia, who is now known as The Rock. Uh, they had their own wrestling organization down there. Uh, WCCW was the Von Erichs. Like the Von Erichs were like the royalty there. Uh, then Jerry the King Lawler had his own wrestling organization. And then a few other people had their own. So before WWF came along and just kind of like, you know, ran them out of business, it was a bunch of territories. It wasn't just like one wrestling company for the whole country. It was a bunch of territories. And then WCW came along to kind of, you know, fight uh, WWF back in the day. And they, they were all, WCW was also a like national wrestling organization. But it was very interesting because you would find them on the weirdest channels back in the day. And that's a little bit of like my history knowledge of like what wrestling was like back in the day. Uh, Nav, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I mean, you covered a lot of it. It yeah. is, it's similar to like thinking, I mean, I'm trying to think of a good comparison to other like pop culture in a way. Um, I guess like it doesn't really work because everything else is like everything nowadays is like one or two big companies. And then there's a bunch of like independent or smaller, you know? Yeah. Um, so it is hard to think of something similar that at least that comes to my mind, but yeah, I mean, I got an like, example. Sure. sure. College football, where we used to have six automatic qualifying conferences. Now we are down to, well, depending on who you ask, we are down to three or four or five. <laughs> and so, you know, it used to be like every region had their own conference. But now in the era of consolidation, right, we really have the big two. Then we have one right below that. And we have one on the verge of death. And one that has completely collapsed. <laughs> mm, okay, that's yeah. a good, good, good analogy. Um, so before we get into spoilers, let's talk about this movie as a whole. Like, what were your thoughts about this movie? I know you said it was a well-made movie, but like, what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? What really hit home? Uh, what were things you think they could have done better? Uh, Nav, would you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, so um, to kind of expand on points i made earlier uh performances 99 percent of them amazing i mean mm -hmm. zach efron the movie hinges on his performance and he knocks it out of the park um like he delivers all the right emotional beats all of the family members do i feel honestly like all the main cast i think do a really excellent job um so and and that's like literally what this movie required right if the characters if the performers were not good uh much like in actual professional wrestling like if you don't have talented performers it's not gonna look good it's not gonna feel uh you know authentic or it's not gonna appeal you know so um really like props to him though because 90 percent of the movie is him and what he's going through in his journey um so the performance is really good uh i liked a lot of the story told again it was just it felt kind of disjointed right so like the first i don't know if i want to you said before we get into spoilers so i don't know how much i should be sharing but um like uh i just felt like the first half was building towards something and then the second half was kind of just like all the the bad stuff that happened to the yeah. family um and then there was no i don't want to say resolution but there just it just felt kind of like empty it was just like okay and then the movie's over and i was like oh that's weird <laughs> you know yeah, um yeah. and the other thing that kind of it, it it's mixed for me was 
the actual like in ring performance. You know, like uh, I think the wrestlers did good or like the actors did a good job. Um, but some of the camera work during the matches was really weird. Like they'd be like zoomed in on like the sh- like the side. Oh of, like, yeah, yeah. Off, and then it'd be just moving really fast. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're trying to convey with this frantic energy. Uh, so that was really frustrating um, because, uh, and it wasn't like they were doing something. I could understand it if it was like a move that maybe they wanted to hide. Maybe the performers not being able to do the move. Well, but it was like lockups and punches and stuff. And I was just like, why, why are we getting all wild here? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was done. There were some things that I think were done pretty artistically. I think there were some scenes where like, He's going back and forth to the ropes, and then when he's practicing, you just see him slam on the ground over and over and over again. I think one of the things that I really like about this movie is that it actually treats wrestling with respect, right? Like, it, we know wrestling is quote-unquote fake, but this makes you realize, like, how even though it's scripted, it's real. Like, becoming a champion is like a promotion. Like, it tells you, like, you have to win over the crowd. You can't be just given a platform. You have to earn it in a way, and, or else the audience won't connect with you. And then when you get suplexed on concrete and you can't get up for, like, 10 seconds, like, that's real. Like, I love the fact that they went into that and they showed the bruising and, and the pain and the hurt that they have. And shout out to the actors. I believe the actors were taught by... Uh, Chavo Guerrero, who is mm-hmm. related to Eddie Guerrero, the legendary wrestler, uh, he trained a lot of these guys, and he did a good job because they said ninety nine percent of like all the moves were the actors, like very little, like from the top turnbuckle to the lockups, everything was done by these guys. Uh, so it was very very well done by them. Uh, Zach Afron gave the performance of his life. This is the best thing I've ever seen Zach Afron in. Uh, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but this is the best thing I've ever seen him in. Uh, he does such a good job of like holding in his emotion while still having so much to portray. I thought he was done really good. I do feel like a lot of the other brothers should have been shown a little bit more. I feel like it's really wild to me that like Carrie doesn't get enough screen time, even though he's the most famous of all of them uh, and the most tragic of all of them. And it was, but I, I, I understand the point of like telling the whole story from Kevin's perspective, but I still think we should have saw more of Carrie. I think we should have saw more of the mom. I, I really think we saw, we should have saw more of the wife uh, and, you know, give some of these characters a little bit more room to breathe, but it was just shot really well when it comes to like capturing the emotions of some of these scenes i thought they were really really done and the respect that they give to wrestling i thought was really well done i got a question sure did you say wrestling was quote unquote fake that's what people say wrestling is quote unquote fake but it's not fake it's scripted (laughs) right and it's it's no different than going on american well here's the thing right like you have to alert for anybody who did not know by the way well that's, the, well, that's what's so interesting about this movie. Because this movie takes place in the 80s, back when people thought wrestling was real. These yeah. people were rock stars to them. They couldn't get into the ring without women running up to them and kissing them. Like, it was wild. It was yeah. a strange time back in the day. And now it's really weird for us because everybody knows wrestling is fake. When I say fake, I mean, like, when people dismiss it. That's, what, that's the term they use. Uh, but, like, just because something is scripted 
doesn't mean that like everything that involves in the art of wrestling it's fake like the moves are real the pain is real things are pre-scripted there is communication happening in the ring but that doesn't take away from anything that these guys are doing and that still doesn't take away from who the champion is because a champion is like a promotion like if you're doing good at your job you will become a champion, right? And like they will give people, sometimes people won't get the shot they deserve and they never get there. But sometimes, you know, you get the shot to become a champion. And if the crowd doesn't connect with you or you don't put a good performance, they take away that shot or they'll give you a championship and they'll actually, you know, take it away right after 18 days later, which a lot yeah. of people don't know actually happened to Kerry Von Erich. When Kerry Von Erich won the NWA champion, and they show him getting an accident like the day of that's not real he actually didn't get into that accident 2 years later and but they took away his title 18 days after he won it so he never had it for that long because the audience didn't connect with it because he got it right after his brother died and people were like oh they just gave it to him because it was supposed to be david and the audience just wouldn't connect with it and like all the other wrestlers wouldn't connect with it either. They like, they kind of felt like they gave it to him almost like a pity thing and it didn't connect. And even though he got it, they took it away right after. And a lot of it had to do with his attitude too. Like he was missing bookings and stuff like that. And he was on drugs, but there's a lot of backstory to some of the stuff that's happening. You know, I was totally messing with you when you said, uh, like, I know uh, you were, but I, I definitely think that like people want to hear this backstory. So let's start recapping. Let's go into spoilers because this is going to be a, a fun one. Um, okay. so Jeff, anything you want to say before we start? Nope. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So the movie starts off in, in black and white a little bit. We see their family and they're very young and the mom won't come watch them wrestle. The dad, uh, you know, is a wrestler and he never got his shot. He always thought that he was about to get a shot. He's, you know, saying like, I'm going to get it. It's going it's to change our lives. It never happens. He never becomes an NWA champion. Uh, but he starts living this like lifestyle. He bought them a Cadillac and his wife is like, you know, you can't be doing this. We can't afford this. And you kind of see like his dad is kind of stubborn he's a little bit of a force to be reckoned with he can't like be convinced to a lot of things and it kind of sets up like what kind of relationship they're going to have with their dad uh one of the things that the movie doesn't tell you that her their dad was actually not just a wrestler he had another job he was a detective and a firefighter so he he did a few other jobs too he wasn't just a wrestler um but what people don't know is that texas was one wrestling organization and then what happened is it broke off into two. So Dallas and Fort Worth became one. And then Houston and San Antonio uh, became another. And what happened was his dad became a booker and a promoter for the WCCW. And the guy he was partnering up with actually passes away. He dies and he gives him the whole business. And that's how he becomes the wrestler and he was a villain he was a heel he was called uh first von eric and von eric was supposed to be like this german character and he was supposed to be like a bad guy um so he did that for a while and he was actually a champion for a long time and he was their biggest star which is interesting because that actually happened quite a lot in wrestling so like promoters who were the owners of the company would also be wrestlers of the company 
and make themselves champion. So like Jerry the King Lawler was the biggest star in his, and the Von Erichs were the biggest stars in theirs because if you have another champion, your whole company relies on this person. You can't put your entire company in the hands of another person, and but you can't put it in your own hands. So he was a champion for a while, and then when he started to retire, he started putting his sons in matches because it felt like you know his sons were people that he could depend on. But there were definitely a lot of other people that came through WCCW that people uh, know about. The Freebirds were one of the biggest thing, and you might know that Michael Hayes is a very popular person in WWF now. He was also in the Freebirds. He was one of their biggest stars of WCCW. He was outside of the Von Erichs. He was the biggest star there, and he had a crazy rivalry uh, with the Von Erich, like a legendary rivalry. Uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant, also came from WCCW. So it's really, really cool to see like some of these characters. Um, what do you think about you know the backstory of their dad? Um, like you mean in the movie or in the movie in the movie? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty. That's another thing that they kind of. They only they didn't even really touch upon it, right? They were just like he was a wrestler, and then yeah. the next scene he's now booker promoter, and you have no idea about any of this that you just shared, right? right. So like, uh, you don't get a sense you not that you don't get a sense of the dad because you do throughout the movie, but I feel like that whole like desire to of him to become champion and then basically imposing it on his sons, I think there could have been more to that, right? To really like inform the audience of his you know almost like how it almost drove him insane basically how he feels like this his family he is constantly being slighted and constantly being you know held back um and then his sons also seem to be getting held back by other people or not given the opportunities yeah um, so i think there was more they could have added there um and even like their relationship in general the, the movie does a great job of the brothers' relationship. I will say that. Um, it does an amazing job. Yeah, I really do love it. I mean, like, pretty much any scene with just the brothers, I I was, like, always honed in on, you know? Um, so, I, I, but like you had mentioned, I wish there was more with the dad and the mom. Like, they were hinting to things with the mom, but nothing came to fruition or nothing was revealed or shown about, like, her feelings about the business or about what they're doing. It was... Yeah. It was it was almost very like South Asian family like of just like well the dad is the patriarch and therefore what he says goes and deal with it kind of thing. Yeah, that was really interesting. They do bring up that like you know when they find out that Mike wants to go into singing, they're like his your dad was a singer back in the day, which is really interesting. Another thing we don't know about the dad, uh, in in the in the movie we find out that Carrie is actually going to go on the Olympics as a disc disc uh, sorry disc thrower and because of what's happening in politics they cancel the olympics what they don't tell you is their dad was also an olympic disc thrower and he couldn't go to the olympics because the school wouldn't pay for his travel mm. so like it's, it's so that's where this idea of a curse comes into play in the movie because we find out that his dad never got to be the NWA champion. He never got to be a Olympic disc thrower. And then you find out there's tragedy happen where his oldest son gets electrocuted and drowns, right? In Niagara. 
and it's crazy. And then this idea of like a whole curse starts coming in, and it's almost like a self-propelling prophecy. Like this curse becomes almost real to this to the extent where you're like watching this movie, and like you're like you're like there's no way this could be true. There's one family cannot go through this much trauma, and then you learn that like they actually left out a brother. So the real story is even sadder. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's very- and they didn't even tell what like uh, I don't know as much about the Von Erics. I'm just familiar with them as as a wrestling family. And I know, but I didn't. I didn't, and I didn't have a chance to like look up all this information. So that's not something they share about what happened to the the first brother, right? They just say he died young, but they don't tell what happened. And I feel like knowing the way of his death impacts like your then. Uh, like suspension of disbelief to like the curse right yeah um and so i feel like leaving out a lot of these little pieces of the history and their family's legacy is just like i get it it's a film you have a certain amount of time but sure i feel like there's certain ways you could have portrayed or at least shared certain things to like really because that was the focus right was this curse and like kevin kind of starting to like really buy into it as things continued to happen um, and that really affecting him on a emotional and also like in a on a personal level in terms of the things going on in his life. Um, so if it is such a big like cloud hanging over him, I feel like adding all these other elements would have given their given more weight to that cloud. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like the fact that you brought up Kevin because this really affects. Kevin's entire personality because he was the younger brother and his older brother passes away and now he feels like the older brother and you see him like come down to dinner and his dad's like you know uh Carrie's my favorite then you then you then you and he's kind of ranking his sons and trying to make them fight for his affection and we see how he treats Mike and he's like really really hard on him and you see Kevin is the one that goes and tries to defend him he goes hey he goes to his mom and goes hey your dad's being really hard on Mike. Can you talk to him? And she's like, no, I don't get in involved in anyone's business. Like I don't get involved in the business. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with his mom? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, what? Uh, but it really shows how like Kevin just like really loved his brothers and, and they really loved Mike and they really liked taking care of him. Uh, and they looked out for each other and you really get to get that sense of brotherhood. And I think the sh- movie did a really great job of displaying that. Uh, what are your thoughts about the way the dad treated them and how they treated Mike? Yeah. I mean, uh, that again, like I think there could have been more to it, but even with what they gave us, I think it was pretty effective because it was juxtaposed with like the brother's love for each other. Yeah. And so like, even the moment of uh, it was less the dad, but you know, it was, they wouldn't let Mike go to perform at a college. He's in a band yeah. and he calls it a quartet. And I was like, it's, it's a band, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give it the times. <laughs> uh, but um, his, his parents are basically like, you can't go. Um, his mom says no. And then his dad's like, she said no. And I'm like, well, that's strange. Um, and they all were like, even before they snuck out, the brothers were like, well, we'll go, we'll take him. No problem. And they still said no, but then they snuck out and they all went together and they're just like having a a good time. Like every scene with the brothers is so loving. Yeah. Um, And even though like they have that whole thing of Fritz ranking his favorites, 
it never showed there's like maybe one moment where you can argue it kind of does but it never really factors into them caring for each other right like they clearly that doesn't supersede their love for each other and i think yeah. that is like literally the way they were glued together is what like is the glue of the movie is the fact that you have such like love emitting from these brothers at all times in like every scene pretty much like even when they are sometimes at a bit of an odds yeah they like come to an understanding or they apologize or they say like hey you're still my brother i still love you like it's never super antagonistic where they're like i hate you man like it's, it's never... yeah like even when there's like a little bit of jealousy or there's like competing they're still like loving to each other like it's really really nice to see uh i really really did enjoy that portion of the movie uh someone mentioned uh zach deserves an oscar nom for this yeah i feel like he this is probably some of his bad at best acting i've ever seen it was it was phenomenal um the other thing is so they, they go and they have a few wrestling matches they show us a few wrestling matches and we realize that like kevin is not the best on the mic which is thing in wrestling like in wrestling you not only have to be a good technical wrestler but you also have to be really well spoken on the mic you have to be very charismatic as a character and you have to be a good wrestler these are all the things that involve and all of the brothers were very different like you see carrie carrie was the most built he was the one who had the body he looked like a greek god right and you see david david was the one who was the best on the mic he was charismatic he can tell the story he can push the story and then kevin was somewhere in the middle and kevin was supposed to get the push to become the next champion and fight rick flair also do you want to talk about rick flair <laughs> uh, i was wondering if you want to wait till we get to the actual scene of him being introduced because like that's so far in the movie um yeah. but i can talk about it because let's go because they got so many things right but there's some things they got really wrong <laughs> oh dude this was the even when I, I alluded to this when i was talking earlier about my overall thoughts i was like 99 percent of the cast was awesome and that one percent is this dude who they got to play rick flair it was so off it was so bad and I How even made a video. It was so like I showed, I showed Ric Flair doing a promo. I showed this other wrestler, Jay Lethal, who does an impersonation of Ric Flair doing a yeah. promo, which is like spot on, by the way. Yeah. And then I showed the dude in the movie, and you just see the three different, and it's so, it's like I was in the theater, and I was like, oh, okay, like because. You know, they had someone play Harley Race, and he looks very yeah. similar to Harley Race, and the promo was good. Yeah. And, you know, so I was like, okay, they, they seem to be getting people, and, like, people are, you know, basically method acting, essentially. They're training, they're practicing, and this dude comes on screen, and I'm like, what is this? Because this is not even an attempt at the, like, the tones or inflections yeah. when he talks. It was just not even an effort. I like. Does he know who Ric Flair is? Like anyone could do Ric Flair. The Nature Boy. Like, come on. Yeah. I was even my mom. I was telling my mom about this, and she was like, "Yeah, like I don't watch wrestling, but I know who Ric Flair is. I know yeah. what he sounds like." I was like, "Yeah, you can't get that iconic a person, and then get someone to not even attempt to imitate. Like, if he attempted and it wasn't good, I'd still be like, you made the effort. Yeah. There was no effort to kind of imitate. Oh. They were just like." let's act like this is a totally different character. And I was like, what do you do? Like, it would be like if The Rock, someone impersonated The Rock, 
but was like the most stoic yeah. and just like you know talking in first person and people were like that's that, why 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 that like you didn't even talk the... in third person you didn't even refer to yourself as the rock yeah like where's a limousine riding kiss dealing son of a gun and like the whole rick flair walk they could have done so many things but yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> i agree the rick flair was a little bit of a miss honestly the easiest solution would have been you do a whole montage of kevin getting ready like you know he's warming up backstage Man. and you have that promo by rick flair if you can get the rights i don't know that might be an issue but you get or you get someone to do an impersonation of Ric Flair doing yeah. that promo as a voiceover while Kevin is getting ready. I yeah. think that would have been an easy fix because then you don't have to worry about getting a person uh, to physically look like him or anything like that. Because yeah. uh, I, I know like they're trying to but sometimes the wigs got me. I was just like, man, these yeah, like yeah. it's just very clear their wigs. Maybe it's just because it's the it's, time and everything. It's, but... Yeah, eighties hair, man. Like eighties hair. Like you can't replicate eighties hair on somebody. Just I know. Like, it's a thing. It was. It was a little. But yeah. But but then you would have still focused on Kevin and like how important this moment is. Yeah. It's getting this match and everything versus like trying to do basically a you know Easter egg and a bad one at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. If you're gonna put an Easter egg, make it a good one. I totally agree. Um. No, but they have this match and, you know, Kevin comes out and then he meets this girl and she's just like hitting on him and he's completely oblivious to it. She's being super forward. I really so like, I really, really like that. I thought that was really cute. And the fact that they go on a date, uh, he explains the Von Eric curse to her, which is really explaining it to the audience. Uh, and we get a little bit of an idea of what that is. The first time we hear it called the Von uh, Eric uh, curse. So that's really, really interesting. Um, and also, and go for it. Um, and you even you explained this already, but he explains wrestling to her and the audience as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I like really that. like that scene. He explained the whole job promotion concept. You yeah, know, that was good. And I was like, oh yeah, how come I never thought of it that way? I'm always like, it's a TV show. Like if you watched Lost or This Is Us or whatever, it's the same thing. It's just yeah. that it centers around people fighting in a ring. It's yeah. no different, but like. But yeah, job promotion concept is actually a really great analogy or like way to explain it to people. There's cases where you can like if you talk about family matters, Urkel was a guest star on Family Matters and then he became the star because the audience connected with him so much. Barney was just a small cast member in How I Met Your Mother and he became the main star. He got paid the most out of everybody and it was really interesting. Like it, it's, wrestling is the same kind of analogy. Yeah, I mean uh another example is like boy meets world right both um the, the the actor who played sean and the actress who played topanga were not supposed to be consistently on the show they were just supposed right. to be like filler characters for like Corey's upbringing but the chemistry was there and like the characters worked so well that they made them the for the cast like the three of them were then the cast of the show you know so it's yeah. like and wrestling's the same way like they can have people sometimes it happens less now because there's fewer organizations, but there would be instances where a guy from a different company or like a, you know, a lower level, he's not in the, like the minor leagues or the independent circuit as they refer to it comes to WWE because like they just need someone to fill a spot, but then they do so well that they actually will hire them, you know, um, or for different reasons, like Jinder Mahal got promoted and pushed because they were trying to appeal to the India market. 
Right. World good champion Jinder Mahal. <laughs> yes. Former, the once and future WWE champion <laughs> Jinder Mahal. <laughs> from being a perennial jobber is the wrestling phrase. Someone who does the job, meaning they just basically serve other people. They're just there to make other people look good. He went from that role to being an the world the world champion in the biggest company in history it's the most absurd thing i've ever seen so we see that kerry is now starting to wrestle and kerry david and kevin are doing this six-man tag matches with the Freebirds, and this is one of the biggest rivalries and one of the things that wccw was one of the first to do is this idea of promo videos like promo videos didn't exist before wccw they're the ones that would like during the week record them and talking shit to each other that happened in wccw uh, another thing that they kind of coined was the valet like you would have a manager but like some people would also have a valet like miss elizabeth or sherry these things came from wccw which is really cool because they were like uh, ahead of everybody which i thought was really really interesting um so we kind of get to see they have this big beef with the fabulous Freebirds. they have beef with rick flair uh kevin is starting to they're trying to push kevin but it looks like david is the one who's just better on the mic who's doing a better job and they decide to push kevin uh, david over kevin and kevin feels a certain way but he's still happy for his brother and i think that's really interesting what are your thoughts about that yeah, I think it was really interesting because, um, again, this is all new stuff to me. I've known of the Von Erics, but I don't really know. They're yeah. a little before my time. Okay. So I'm, I like, I've always known of them. One of the video games I had, they were all in it, like all five of them, the father and four brothers. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, it's called Legends of Wrestling 2. Uh, so they, uh, they have Fritz, David, Michael, uh, Carrie, and Kevin. Um, so. I've known of them. I know they're legendary because that you know they have that legend status, but I didn't really know much detail about them. So, but this makes sense in terms of wrestling, right? Like they don't show who's the better wrestler between David and uh Kevin, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, promos and talking and your ability to connect with the crowd is what is more likely to get you promoted to get you yeah. pushed higher up in the card and they showed david taking the mic and just really like kevin is kind of stumbling and struggling and even like in his pre-taped promos he was not doing well he'd keep messing up right. um so the fact that david was maybe a bit more natural on the mic and the fact that he was connecting with the crowd it makes sense whether it was the right move i don't know but like it makes sense in terms of wrestling like that's why and not to say that the rock isn't a good wrestler but that's why The Rock is the megastar that he is because yeah. he's so damn charismatic on the mic. Even when I watch his promos that I don't find interesting, the energy still like hits me. Where you're like at this point, I'm not necessarily entertained by The Rock, but I'm like, but I can't, I can't deny that he's got that charisma and he's entertaining. Even if I don't care, yeah, I can't yeah. deny it because he just oozes it, right? Like yeah, that yeah. phrase oozes charisma was like made for Dwayne Johnson because he just. He uses it. So um, I thought that was really interesting to show. But again, I love that, again, there was a bit of tension, a bit of like Kevin was like, Yo, what are you doing, man? Because uh, the father was like, either one of you could uh, go for the championship. So who wants to step up? And Kevin was like, I'll do it. But then David really was like, I want to do it. 
And yeah. they both were they kind of like got in each other's face a bit, but Kevin was still like, okay, I'm yeah. happy for you, you know? And I really appreciate that because it could have been easy to, I, I don't know what the real story was like, but it could have been easily just easy to just create that tension between the brothers of like, they're all fighting for the father's affection and they're yeah. all like basically sabotaging each other and stuff like that. But they didn't, it was they actually, did. they were always together. And I loved that. It, it, they really show that they truly loved wrestling with each other. That was the thing that they loved to do most in life. And you can see that in the movie. And when David gets to go to Japan and he gets to have this big fight and then prepare to get a title match with Ric Flair, uh, we see that Kevin gets married. He's, you know, he, he starts a family. Uh, but when he goes to Japan, he dies under a mysterious, you know, uh, illness, uh, which is like a ruptured intestine. And, you know, the movie doesn't go into it. But in real life, they say that he went out drinking. He went out and had like three steaks or something like that. And then when he got home, he purged. He threw up so much that he ruptured his intestine. And he was left alone. And he kind of just like... Died, and if there was somebody else in the room with him, they probably could have saved him. Uh, but you know, they don't know. It could have he had an abrasion in his stomach from wrestling, then he probably vomited because of all the food and drinking he had. Uh, and it was a bad mix, and he just happens to die. And then Kevin gets he finds out, his dad finds out. Uh, they have a funeral, so many people come to that funeral, and that's just a just to show you like how much Texas actually cared about this. This was a big deal in Texas, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, but you see the mom, and she doesn't cry, she's like repressing all her feelings, and I feel like they should have went into that a little bit more. I really did like that. Uh, what are your thoughts about when uh, David passed away and how they portrayed that? Yeah, I thought, um, and just to go back just a little bit, uh, you were talking about them loving wrestling with each other. And I actually yeah. really enjoyed that montage we got when they started doing the the, the trios matches, the three-on-three, three, yeah. three birds. Because for people who don't know with wrestling, because there are all these territories, what was actually, what would happen a lot is that wrestlers, whether it's singles, like 1v1 or tag teams or whatever, they would actually tour the country. Yeah. And they go to all these different territories and basically do the same match over and over. But because you're most, you're not really televised on a national scale, you don't have to worry. You can do it just for that audience. Um, and so the the Freebirds and the Von Erics wrestled each other so much, just like yeah. all around the country constantly. And I really liked that little montage we got, the three of them just coming out. They're cutting promos. They're in matches. They're, you could just feel the energy, the music, everything in the movie showed you that they were just having a fun time. Yeah. You know? and, and I think that goes to your point of how much they loved wrestling with each other. And even though it was like a glimpse, I love that they they highlighted that in that uh, promo while also sticking true to like history by showing the Freebirds and then the Von Erichs just wrestling all over the country. Um, and yeah, the, the the death and the setup was really tragic because because of the way they did in the movie. Again, I don't know the reality, but like the fact that they had that scene at the wedding where Kevin is checking in on him, yeah, and saying like, "Hey, you should you should go to a hospital. You should see a doctor." And he's like, no, I'm good. I can only imagine if that's true. But even in it, it, putting my mind into like the, the character's position, like that has to weigh on you. Like you 
probably like he probably feels he could have he could have even tried to do something but he should have done more yeah. and if he had done just a little more i think he may have said something in the movie it might there might have been a line or something um but if he had just in his mind if he had just done more if he had just been more pushy about david going to the hospital yeah then this would have been uh avoided and i think that and again zach efron just plays it so well of like the weight especially as this assuming this oldest brother role right or, you know uh you know he plays it so well of like how the deaths impact him his family and then that looming guilt along with the idea of the curse like it's it's it is heart-wrenching like there's even like just from a movie perspective like if i if there was no context of the von erics like this was just like a fictional narrative yeah that would still like it yeah. would i would connect emotion it, it the beat hit is what i'm saying yeah, no, it definitely did. Uh, so we basically have this funeral. And then right after the funeral, the dad is like, all right, now who's going to fight Ric Flair? And they're both like, we'll do it. And you're thinking, like, why are they thinking about wrestling at a time like this? But that's how important wrestling was back then to them. It was their life. It was their livelihood. Uh, but what they did was they ended up deciding to give it to, to Kerry. And again... You know, they, they passed over Kevin. Uh, but when Kevin got it, they don't show this in the movie, but they actually did like a a memorial wrestling match um, in a stadium, I believe. Like in a huge stadium, they did it. And Kerry won the match, the, the belt from Ric Flair in this match. But like, again, it didn't connect with anybody because they felt like this was David's match. This was David, that he should have been the one. It shouldn't have been Kerry. And Kerry felt that too. And because of that and other reasons, he was missing booking and stuff like that. His title reign was only like 18 days and Flair won it back. Uh, so it was one of those things. Uh, we really got to see like how, how it affected him because we see that once he won that, belt he went and had this motorcycle accident and this was wild because i didn't know when this motorcycle accident happened it apparently happened two years after um uh, he won the title but it's still way before he came to the wwf uh, at that time and that means for every single match that i've seen him in and that i've known him he's had a fake foot and I was like, whoa, I had no idea back then. That's insane. Uh, that was crazy. But the way they showed the fake foot was like, I knew it was coming. I was still shocked. I was like, oh, I could hear my theater going, oh. And I was like, they shot that really, really well. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think the way they told that whole element of day uh sorry carrie's uh you know yeah. what happens to carrie the whole story but especially that part because like he's on the motorcycle he's driving 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 i'm anticipating like a car coming and then like maybe not showing the crash but yeah showing something or like you know like you, you know then it goes black but it just fades and i was like oh okay so i know something happens to the man yeah what happened you know and then it leaves you kind of like wondering and then you see him wake up and he's like cut up he has like his shoulder is bruised yeah. like, okay he got into an accident 
Then he grabs a crutch, and you're like, wait, 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 what is going on? And then he walks down the stairs, and like you, he's um, it's I don't know if it was a medium shot, but it's it's mostly showing like waist up, right? Yeah. As he's going down the stairs, and then he walks into the kitchen. It's like a wide low shot. Yeah. And then they show that he's missing, you know, his foot. His foot, yeah. And so same with you. I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> you know, like it was just, uh, it was pretty wild. Um, and yeah, it was it was all really well done. Like the the way they revealed it and everything. I think that was one of the really strong parts of the film because, like, if you don't know the story and you're just like, okay, what what happened? Like, what's going on? And you know, I think we're so conditioned with movies, especially of like you're expecting this big accident and this whole thing to happen. And when none of that happens, it, it kind of throws you off a little bit because you were so familiar with movies wanting that like almost instant gratification of like, let me show you right. the accident, you know, or let me let you know that an accident happened. Instead, they just, he just, it looks like he just drove off into the night and was good. Um, so I, I thought it was just like a really well done element yeah, I, I really like the fake out. In in real life, though, what happened was he didn't lose the foot in the accident. He actually still had his foot for a while, but he didn't do a good job taking care of it and staying off of it. And because of other complications, he ended up just losing the foot, you know, uh, gotcha. which 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 kind of sucked. Uh, but also, this goes back to the whole curse idea. Now, there's more and more things happening, and then this really bad thing happened to the family, and there's this curse. And to the point where Kevin's like, I don't want my kid to have my last name. Like, that's crazy. That's wild. And because he's really buying into the fact that this is a, a curse. Uh, but since David have died, they started training Mike. Now, Mike wanted to be a musician. He, didn't, he, he just wanted to make music. He didn't want to be a wrestler. Uh, but the movie makes it seem like, you know, because his brother died, he became a wrestler. In real life, he actually became a wrestler way before his brother died. So he was actually already preparing to be a wrestler. Um, mm -hmm. But that's not what he like always wanted to be still. But he also now, this is where I feel like the pacing is getting crazy because now we're seeing back to back to back accidents. So he just starts uh, wrestling and he tries to do some kind of move and he pops a shoulder. He goes and his, has soldier uh, surgery and he gets toxic uh, something syndrome. Like Toxic shock syndrome is what he gets. And that's crazy. And then they prayed and prayed and somehow he, he pulled through, but he was never the same after that. And they kept saying like, oh, he'll be back in wrestling. He'll be back in wrestling. I think deep down, he knew he would never be back in wrestling. He felt like he let his family down. And because of that, he commits suicide. And what he does, they don't show you this or they don't do a good job showing this in the movie, but he actually took a bunch of pills. He takes a sleeping bag he goes out to some lake. I believe it's called Lake. Uh, I had it in my notes. Louisville or something like that in Dallas. And he just goes to sleep. And the next day, they're all looking for him and finding him. And they find him near the lake. Uh, and he's just like dead. And the mom is like, what the hell? Like, I can't even wear this dress to the funeral because people have seen it already. And that was, that was crazy. That was really, really sad. I felt really, really bad. And he, you know, his death was pr pretty rough. What are your thoughts about um, Mike's death? Yeah, like you said, this, this is where the movie just starts to, like, 
uh, just it spirals into just tragedy center, right? It's just one after the other. So they hit you with David's death. And then, like you said, they even changed. And I get why they changed the timeline of Kerry's accident and everything. It is more impactful that he just won the title. Yeah. And then he gets, you know, in a motorcycle injury the, the same night, you know. So it, it, for drama purposes, I get it, you know. Sure. Because um, it definitely hit me. I was just like, damn, that sucks. I was like, I don't <laughs> think that, even though in my head I was like, I don't think that's how it happened. I have a feeling that's not how it happened, but like that, that really sucks. So it still got me. Um, and then, yeah. And then, you know, Mike, Mike's whole thing happens. And this is where I felt like they needed to, um, or where more earlier stuff with the father would have been kind of, again, like supported this moment more, right? Like, yeah, it was made evident. Mike didn't really want to wrestle, you know, it's not like he was training constantly like the others. They showed the others working out, training, doing different things. Mike was never shown doing that. They showed he had his band and everything. So, but I think if they showed how difficult the father was, maybe it would have just, again, added more to Mike actually ending up wrestling um, or, you know, trying to be an active wrestler. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, this one was pretty tough to to take in. Um, just cause like he's, he was like, I mean, I don't know what age he was uh, in real life. I don't know what age they were, he was. they were all in their twenties. No one made it past their thirties. Yeah. So, but you could, like, he has a baby face. You can tell yeah. he's very young and it's just like, he seems like such a innocent, sweet boy and yeah. like this happens and everything. And, and again, like with Kevin, who, who knew, he knew Mike may not have been as made for wrestling or wanted to do it as much he probably if he had been more strong strong if he was stronger towards his dad about like kevin i mean yeah. uh, mike wanting to do whatever he wanted to do like again that that that's where the that was the one thread i could tell they were going with zach Efron's character but, but yeah just it was and they the scene was weird though because they showed the two of them like wrestling uh i think it was Kerry and and Kevin were wrestling. They're in their backyard in their ring training. And then all of a sudden, I thought I saw Mike in the background. But I guess the scene transitioned. Mm-hmm. But it was all at night. So it was kind of a little confusing to me. I thought he was walking up to the, them in the ring. Mm-hmm. But I guess they were, they like crossfaded or something. I just didn't catch it. Because yeah. then he, it was all of a sudden he was just walking alone. I was, I was a little confused by that. But um, but yeah, it was, it was, it, it and that's the other thing for the audience too. It's a lot to take in because it's one after the other, after the other, there's no like in between stuff to like, I'm not saying avoid it or escape it, but there's yeah. nothing to like give us a, a bit of a break or something. Give us a moment to breathe before yeah. the next thing comes in. So here's the thing. Um, what actually happened in real life was actually even sadder. Mm. So what happens is, uh, when Mike goes to this lake, uh, Kevin goes and he finds him there and he goes, Mike's alive. And he goes, Oh, so you found my note. And he goes, what note? And he's like, oh, okay. And then they get into a little bit of an argument and he just yells at him to leave. And then Kevin leaves, Kevin leaves, goes to his house, finds a note, realizes it's a suicide note, drives back to the lake. And finds that he passed away. Like, yo, like the fact the movie 
had to like dumb down the tragedy. That's crazy. It's so yeah. sad that they were like, we can't put an audience through this. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I was telling I was telling my friend because they were interested in watching the movie. I was like, it's a great, it's a strong movie, is a worthwhile watch, but it's heavy as hell. Like it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's wild, dude. It's so unfortunate too. Again, like it's it's so wild because there's such a legendary wrestling family. Yeah. And like to what you were talking about earlier of like how huge, especially at that time, that wrestling was and is to people. Like your your point of um, you know, so many people came to David's funeral. Uh when after 9-11, right? Um, one of the first like live televised events was a WWE SmackDown show. It was oh, like yeah. uh, maybe four or five days, maybe a week after 9-11. And it was like a whole tribute show. But it's like, it was a moment. It's it's one of the most remembered episodes of, of WWE just because of its significance in the world, like to the world. And like, same with the, the pandemic, like at the height of the pandemic, everything else was shut down. There were no sports. And you, there's a lot to discuss about the... Um, the morality and you know ethics of them still hosting a show during the pandemic, but the fact that they continued on through the pandemic, they took some measures to try to be safe, and they had an empty re- empty arena shows um, throughout the entire like the twenty from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty like two is when they first started I think laying audiences back in. It's just like wrestling say what you want about them. There's a lot of issues as a fan. I have a lot of negative things to say about critiques and criticisms, but there's a power to wrestling and the fact that it, it's a community for people to really come together. And, you know, in the same way that when like any other famous celebrity, like when Heath Ledger passed away and things like that, the the fans just rally and just, it's the same thing with wrestling. Um, But it's almost to a different level because even though people know, I know it is scripted. These are people playing characters, but because it's live and because for the most part, they're just being this like more obnoxious and boisterous version of like a person. You feel like, you know, this person, you know, like I have this huge, deep connection to the character of CM Punk for so many reasons. I know the man's name is Philip Brooks. I know he's probably only somewhat like what he is on TV, but there's such a connection because I've watched this man for over a decade live his life through wrestling. Um, And so, yeah, so like it is, it's, it's tragic, obviously for the family. It's also tragic as a part of someone, part of this community, because like to go through to, to know that the family went through all of this and like, they still made that effort to give themselves to the fans. It's like, it's hard to put into words, like the impact. Wrestling is definitely one of those, I guess, like entertainment programs where they believe the show must go on, right? No matter what the show Mm -hmm. must go on. And wrestling is definitely one of those things like that. Um, Well, speaking of, you know, the show must go on. Um, we definitely get to see Kerry, you know, go in and go to the WWF. Uh, he gets the title. Uh, he comes back. He gives his dad a gun as a present. Uh, 
his dad mentions like his partner Helwig is doing really good. If you don't know who that is, that's the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, if you don't know, back in the day, uh, the Texas Tornado and the Ultimate Warrior had a lot of things. So when the uh, word of suicide came out that Carrie had killed himself, a few years later, the Ultimate Warrior came back to wrestling, and he was much smaller. And there was rumors that like the new Ultimate Warrior is actually the old Texas Tornado, and because and like that's what's really happening. So the wrestling used to have all these rumors. I remember so many rumors used to fly around and stuff like that. But yeah, the Texas Tornado and the Ultimate Warrior were tag team partners. Uh, we see him in SummerSlam. He does. It, there's a shot in the movie where they show his feet. They show him doing his signature move, which is the Texas Tornado Punch, uh, which is what Carrie's move was. But Kevin's move and some of the other people's move was the Iron Claw, which is what the movie is based off of. The Iron Claw was their dad's move, and he kind of just had a claw, and he would grab your head, and he would make you submit because of that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really, really fun for them to mention that. But we see that Carrie is also having to struggle with his demons. He's doing drugs. He's doing alcohol. He's got all this stuff. Um, one thing they don't mention is he actually has a family. He has wife and kids. They don't show that <laughs> in the movie. And he was estranged from them and he tried to reconnect with them and it didn't work. And because of that, you know, he commits suicide. But one thing they don't tell you is that Chris, the other brother, actually commits suicide before Carrie. And Chris was actually all their brothers were like over six foot tall, which is also really funny because Zach Afron and Jeremy are like five nine, five eight, mm-hmm. while the other guys are like six foot four, six foot seven. They're like huge. Uh, but Chris never grew past five five. He was never a big guy. And because he had asthma, he also had like brittle bones and stuff like that. So he like tried a few matches. He was super small. He broke a bunch of, you know, uh, bones and he just couldn't cut it out in wrestling and he felt like he let his family down he had he felt like he let his family down and because of that he took a gun and he shot himself in the head and it's really interesting because like uh the way kevin finds carrie in the movie is actually what happened to chris so they gave carrie's death to Chris. So Kevin finds him, picks him up, sees the blood, all that stuff that happens to Carrie actually happened to Chris. Now the way Carrie died was that his father just found him by the tree. So they kind of like, even though Chris isn't in the movie, there are a lot of things about Chris that people have like thrown in here, but like attributed to the other characters. So I thought that was decent, but it's still very shocking to to see like when it happens. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts about Carrie's death? Yeah, I mean, gonna sound like a broken record at this point. It's just all, and again, didn't know the like. I get why they didn't show he had a family. This would have made it so much worse, dude. Yeah, like, so so unfortunate, so tragic. There's no better. There's no other word for it. It's just all tragic, um, and like, but it, in the movie, it was really well done the way they showed it and everything, and like, uh, the, uh, like specifically the scene of of him, you know, taking his life, um, which is a weird sentence to say now that I realize it. Um, but you know what I mean. The scene was well produced. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that. 
and there was a bit of albias for me at least there was a bit of catharsis for when for me when he like started choking out his father when kevin yeah started, I was like, bro it's about time someone stood up to this man you know but his father was still like he called you and i was like you're the father you're the dang patriarch you've yeah. made it clear that you like run this family and you're gonna pawn that off on your son yeah like how awful dude it was that was gut punch that was a gut punch i was just like man and i didn't want him to kill him but i was just like yes just cause some some pain i don't know i need to feel something other than pure misery like so this was like yeah in a weird way a bit of not levity but just this like reprieve from everything else yeah so one of the things that I have an issue with this movie and, you know, suicide is like a big thing. And I'm uh, I was a suicide uh, listener for like mm. five years. Like I, I that's what I did as community service, just like, you know, wanting to help out the community and stuff like that. Um, I did not love the fact that like when Carrie passed away, they showed this like dream sequence and he got to be with his brother because I it almost teetered on the sense of like romanticizing suicide and that's like something that like I, I don't like I don't like for a movie to do something like that uh, but I, I understand why they did it because in his suicide note he says he wanted to be with his brothers in, in real life not just the movie even in real life that's actually what he wrote mm-hmm. so they have this scene where he's like you know uh, yeah, tragic stories are contagious in the wrestling industry. Yeah, they they definitely are. Dude, I mean, trust me. There's, there's you do a whole episode on just the tragedies of wrestling. Yeah, probably one of the biggest ones. The Chris Benoit, Owen Hart. Eddie, there's so many. There's so many tough Eddie ones. Eddie Guerrero. Oh Eddie Guerrero. God. Chris Benoit. Like that just unlocked a latent memory. Yeah. Was it oh seven oh eight ish? Like yeah, yeah. those oh six oh seven yeah. Okay, yeah, I can't remember. It's like it was like right when I was graduating either high school or college is when I remember. Yeah, that. man. It was, it was 07 cuz Eddie died in 05. Um and then yeah, like barely a year or two later Benoit then Yeah. Yeah. Not even want to get into that, dude. Shoot. The Hart family, the another one, man. Owen, the British yeah. Bulldog, there's a lot yeah. of them. Pillman. Pillman, Brian Pillman, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a there's an interview with Rowdy Roddy Piper and the dude says he's like talking about um, like basically how wrestlers lack healthcare. They don't have any other skills. Like that's all they do. And he's like, he's like, Oh, you know, we get our retirement at 65. He's like, I'm not making it to 65. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, like the, the eighties, seventies, eighties wrestlers just full of tragedy. Like, yeah. Even the 90s, there's a lot in the 90s, but like the 90s, they started to sort of begin to clean up things. And like now in the mid 2000s, things they started to really like clean up on in terms of like drug and alcohol, substance abuse and everything like that, giving getting wrestlers rehab, um, all these different making sure like just physically as well. Right. Like they used to, as they kind of showed in the film, right, they like they'd get hurt, but they just keep wrestling. And yes, they do that to a degree, but not to the degree that they used to where like they still wrestle with concussions like yeah. real life concussions that storyline can Kurt angle <laughs> yeah, real life concussions real life broken bones and like torn muscles they'd still wrestle and now it's like oh you do that 
you go get taken care of. Um, yeah. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, it's uh, is the, the this uh, other comment of in a totally different tone. Finishing moves were so goofy back in the day. Yes, they absolutely were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the Iron Claw is not so much different than Sako, Mr. Sako. Okay, right. <laughs> that's true. That's um, true. But yeah, so the movie ends with with Zach seeing his brothers, and the director told him that he's not allowed to. He Zach actually does not cry throughout the entire movie until this scene, and it's like almost cathartic because like we <laughs> when we see this, yo, know, I don't know if I can get through this without crying, but like he says this line. I used to be a brother, and now I'm not a brother anymore. Um, you want to know what the real line was? The real line was even sadder. Oh, goodness. Go for it. We're here. This is going to be rough. I don't know if I can say this because I'm going to cry in between. Because the real, the, the real line was, I was always a big brother, and now I'm not even a brother. Damn. Jeez. Fuck! Yeah. So sad. So he said that to his sons? He said that in an interview. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. He didn't say it to his sons. He Basically, when after a lot of this tragedy happened, they they, uh, they interviewed him, and he goes, like, I have always been a big brother. Now I'm not even a brother. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's sad, bro. Oh, that. Like, I'm kind of glad they didn't put the real quote in there because I, <laughs> I would have broken down. That was That's, that's, a, that's a rough. That's yeah. a rough. That's a rough line. I yeah. wish they did. I kind of wish they did too because it's, yeah. it's, it's more a stronger movie. I yeah. wish they brought in all of it. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one of the reasons I was actually really uh, cautiously optimistic for this film, though. Yeah, was because if it was like Fox or something, or I guess not, but you know, like if it was one of the other bigger companies, I don't know. I would have been a bit more like skeptical, but because it was a twenty-four, I was like, they do stuff. They, they, they put in the work and put in the effort, you know, for these, especially these kinds of like serious toned films. Yeah. So I was like, they're going to treat to your point in the beginning that you said they're going to, I was, I believe they were going to treat wrestling with respect, which is always my concern when wrestling is brought up in media, because it's looked at like a, you know, like a lower class type of thing. Yeah. Right. And so it's treated as a joke and it's viewed as silly. And it is, this is the thing. If people understood that wrestling is silly and that's the whole point of it, they'd have so much more fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's it, real and it's serious. Okay. I mean, how many times is the Undertaker going to die and come back to life? Come on, guys. <laughs> hey, man, he has nine lives. Okay. Listen, no, if no. you if you can't enjoy <laughs> Stone Cold clinking Vince McMahon in the head with a bedpan. I don't I don't know I don't know tell you what entertainment is to you then. Like the, the the sheer sound of the head meeting the bedpan is so it's hilarious. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh I totally agree. Someone says you know it's fake, right? I always hate that argument. Yeah, I, it's such a dumb argument because like all movies are fake. You still enjoy those, don't you? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But this, but this is like the point I was making, right? Is because it's live, people, even though they know it's fake, they yeah. still view it in a certain way because it's not like, it's not a movie, right? It's not pre-recorded yeah. and it's not this like fictional narrative in there, like the way that we're used to fictional narratives, right? Yeah. So because of all of this stuff, even people who don't like it, they have 
such a weird opinion of it. Like they have such an opinion of it because it it watching wrestling is so different. There is nothing, literally nothing like wrestling, right? You know, like so the they also said it's a reality show. It is. Yeah. But it's also a comedy. It's also a drama. It's also you know a, a sketch show. It's improv because like it's theater. Yeah, it's theater. Yeah. It's theater. Um, and like like if you it's comic books come to life. These are people that you would never just see in real life, like on, on a regular day. Like yeah. you go to wherever your your local coffee shop or you go to your place of business. You're not gonna see some six seven dude who like just towers over you wearing this black trench coat just yeah. haunting your dreams you know like that's not happening yeah. so like it's that it's superhero dude it's, it's iconic but that's that's wrestling right you get these larger than life characters just like superheroes you're not going to see someone like Bruce Wayne on the streets you know like but you're going to see him in a comic book and what does he do he gets in well his suit isn't as flamboyant and like you know colorful but he gets in his crazy suits and he goes and fights people. It's literally yeah. wrestling. It's literally wrestling. Like his comic no, books come to life. It it really is, but it's it's almost it's not just. But this movie is not just wrestling, but it's also Shakespearean in a way. It's like a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, and it's and it's so sad that like some of the saddest part is actually removed from the movie to the point where like if they put all this stuff in there, it wouldn't be believable. <laughs> like people would be like, like how much tragedy can one family go through and it's it's really really sad uh as someone who has brothers who used to wrestle with them uh i know how how much those memories mean to me and stuff like that is really cool wrestling was a big part of my life because that's all we did we watched wrestling every single week uh but it's 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 a sad movie I probably will never watch it again, but I love it for what it is. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, I think some of the performances are some of the best I've ever seen. It is really, really good to see wrestling shown in this way, even though it's a tragedy. Um, anyways, those are my thoughts about the movie. Any any final thoughts before we go? Uh, um. I think you summed it up when you said that it's a great movie, but I probably will never watch it again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I have enough in my brain that I don't need to actually revisit it, like watch it again. Cause like, it's too much, you know, but like I gave all the flowers to Zach Efron already, but I do want to give a lot of props to Jeremy Allen white. Um, like he really, like I felt he and Zach, really like took on those roles and just like brought them to life. And um, I don't know the actor's name who plays the father, but like he also did a great job and he looks a lot like the actual. He father. does. Like I looked up a picture afterwards. I was like, wait a minute. Is that the same dude? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, they all did a good job. Minus the, the height. They all did a good job of like their body transformation and their face and their hair. They did a really good job. In fact, I would say that Zac Efron was actually more built than than Kevin because Kevin was kind of lean, uh, mm-hmm. but Carrie was a monster. Carrie was huge, yeah. uh, but they all did a really really good job trying to encapsulate their characters. Yeah. Like I said, it's a I think it's a worthwhile watch, but be you have to be in the right mood for that kind of film, you know. Like I don't even know yeah. if there's the right mood, but you have to at least be in the right mindset when you're going there in. Like is okay, the right mood. <laughs> there is going to be a lot. For, it's like the mindset is it's it's heavy. It's going to be heavy. I'm going to 
feel the weight of all of that that's the mindset you have to go in with because you're right there is no mood for it <laughs> but like you just gotta be like i'm prepared to like face a lot of adversity <laughs> yeah no for sure uh jazz do you have any final thoughts uh i'm thinking we should um end the show with the uh, undertaker's 31st theme song uh do you have the it queued up one. Oh yes i do uh go for it let's go oh but before we do nub can you tell people where they can find you real quick sure uh at, at nub the poet nav the poet no spaces or underscores on instagram tiktok threads i use sometimes <laughs> um those are the main i mean nub the poet anywhere but those are the three platforms i'm most active on so yeah catch awesome. me there all right, Nub. We love you, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Love talking to wrestling with you. If we do more and more wrestling content, we may have you back. Uh, Can we do? Uh, I haven't seen this film actually. It's a, a couple years old, but uh, it's way more cheery and fun. It's called Fighting with My Family. Uh, oh yeah, that's the one with the the rocks in it, right? Yeah, it's with Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, she plays AJ Styles? Is that who she, she is? She plays Paige. Page, Paige, Paige. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a way more fun movie. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll, it. I'll, I'll watch it if you want to do an episode on it. We can do an episode on that. I wouldn't mind. I watched it on the plane. It was really good. Yeah. All right. So. All right, Jazz. Uh, take it away. Fitting, but really not needed. <laughs> no, you will suffer through this with me. <laughs> I love the theme. Don't get me wrong. It's you know, my you want to know something funny? Right my my brother actually walked to his wedding to this song. That's amazing. <laughs> what? Yeah, but it was uh, like a, a, an acoustic piano version of it. That's the wedding I wish I was at, man. That's amazing. I would have popped the second I heard it. Peace. <laughs>